Poso maoni work, wai wanen kitanen ni mo e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis pietaya posnapi notaman and he sikimaka e yoso matnamene hokihi. So you're listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Wapoos. And Gary Dodge, uh, Vaughn Bowles, Public Information Officer for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin, is joining us today. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm good. Can you tell us how we can get at-home tests from the federal government? Yes. So basically, there are kind of two tracks you can get the at-home tests right now. Um, you can either, well, I guess you technically can go to a brick-and-mortar store, Walgreens, CVS, or you can go to like Amazon, whatever. Anyway, um, so what's going on right now is the federal government's working with a bunch of different insurance companies to make sure that you can have at-home testing if you need it. Um, if you purchase your your at-home test at, say, an Amazon's or whatever, um, you want to keep your receipt um, and then submit that either by mail or email to your insurance provider, whoever that might be, um, and they can reimburse you for it. That's one way you can get the, the free uh, tests right now. Um, the other is if you go into some of the brick and mortar stores, they just won't charge you at you know time of purchase. Um, the other way that is kind of the, I guess you'd say the more reliable source is to go uh, to www.covidtest.gov um, and there you can order free COVID tests. Uh, you can get three per adult, I believe. Um, they're the antigen tests, they're a rapid test. Um, so it doesn't tell you whether or not you have, you know, antibodies or whether you're immune, it just says whether you have it at that very moment. Um, it usually takes about seven to 12 days to get them. That's the ideal mailing time. Um, it might take more than two weeks. So if you do order them from there, just be patient. It's the government, it might take a while. So we can also put that link in the show notes too. Are we starting to see the end of this Omicron surge? Yes. So, yes. We're actually seeing a pretty uh, steep decline locally in our in our case number, um, starting back from the 7th. Um, if you're looking at the, the, the data and stuff, it's kind of interesting because um, when we had the, the big surge in 2020, it was, it was a much more gradual rise and fall of cases over about a four-month period. If you look at what we have now for Omicron, Omicron, um, it actually looks a lot more like uh, an upside down icicle. It's really sharp going up, really sharp falling down. Um, but I, interestingly, we've had about the same number of cases in both breakouts. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's dropping off fairly rapidly and we should be back down to a pretty low level um, in about two weeks now. Okay. Can you talk about the changes in the mask guidelines from the CDC? The major, the major change that the CDC came out with, you know, this last week was, you know, kind of what we suspected for a while that cloth masks and a lot of the homemade masks are basically completely ineffective at stopping COVID and stuff. And so they're, they're recommending that people use um, N95s um, right now. Kind of, kind of the deal with that <laughs> that I thought was interesting and ironic is if you look at like 3M, the maker of a lot of the N95s masks, they're 
their labels say right on them that they're not made for stopping viral particles, but that's what they're recommending right now. Um, they're also discouraging the use of KN95s. Um, that's the, the Chinese equivalent of the N95, but they found about 60% of those are counterfeit or don't work like they're supposed to. So that's why they're going strictly with you know the US made N95s. Is it as difficult to find the N95 masks right now as it was at the beginning of the pandemic? Or is it like kind of ramped up production? No, fortunately, they've, they've ramped up a lot of production. Um, there's a lot more of them out there. You can get an, an N95 for, you know, anywhere between like $1.50 and like 225 now if you're going to purchase one. They usually come in like 10 packs and stuff. So they're they're not terrible um, and they're a, they're a lot more widely available now. They're not like $200 like at the beginning oh of the gosh. pandemic. Oh my gosh, no. Fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, people have not been hoarding them and we're not in a giant, giant absentee of them. So a drought, a drought from masks. We're not in one of those. Okay, and then with all that, will the tribe be giving out the uh, N95 masks? So I know the tribe has been giving out um, N95s to some of its uh, departments and employees. Um, I don't know if they have enough for general public distribution right now but i know the white house is working on a program to distribute about 400 million masks um they want to start that in february um again kind of like the tests they're going to allow for three masks per adult uh and they're going to go through you know the pharmacies kind of the same rollout um so people will be able to get them in like cvs and rite aid and walgreens and apparently there's a chain called stop and shop so um just basically at a, at a pharmacy this question's already been answered because we just got the email for it. But is the tribe going to continue their 50% shutdown? Yeah, emergency order 27 came out earlier this morning. It's basically a continuation of working at 50% in person for you know tribal employees um, on reservation in non-emergency and or life-saving types of departments. So nothing has really changed with the new order nope, as opposed to last week? basically just extended it for two weeks. For two weeks, okay. Um, and I keep hearing the term flurona. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> flurona, my flurona. Um, it's a it's a co-infection of both the flu and COVID. Um, honestly, it's not that common um, because when you get infected by a virus, your body usually ramps up its immune response, and outside viruses have a more difficult time of giving you a co-infection. It does happen. Um, you know, it is what you would expect. It is COVID symptoms with flu symptoms. So you could have coughs, runny noses, diarrhea, um, sore throats, fatigue, um, you know, a whole host of symptoms. Basically, any type of illness, that's what it feels like. So that's what So that I'm is. guessing that's a more... A little more dangerous to have than just COVID. You know, it it is, um, but it's mainly something that you know our immunocompromised have to worry about in our elderly mm-hmm. population. Um, mm-hmm. Most people are able to fight off both viruses fairly easily. Okay, so um, I know we had talked about this a couple of times on the podcast, but <clears throat> I was wondering now that we have higher infection rates and more people are getting the virus, does that mean the virus is more likely to mutate at this point? Yes, that's the wonderful math game of genetics. You know, more infections leads to a lot more viral replication, which leads to a lot more chances for mutation, which leads for, you know, the opportunity for more variants. So yes, it could mutate um, a lot 
more easily at this point. Um, but if you're looking at you know the typical kind of life cycle of viruses, um, when they reach those points of mutation, they usually become less dangerous. So um, yeah, that's yes is the short answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So kind of in the same vein. So we have a lot more people that are getting COVID right now. Right. Does that mean that we're closer to quote unquote herd immunity? So the answer to this one would be yes, sort of. <laughs> and the reason, and it, and it kind of goes back to that last question where if you have those mutations, you may be um, immune to the specific variant you got, um, plus some of the the you know previous types of um, of variations, but um, because of the mutations and stuff, you might be, um, you know, susceptible to a new strain that emerges later on. Um, you know, that said, um, because they become more dangerous, COVID nineteen is probably gonna become um, a lot like the the other five coronaviruses out there that cause the seasonal cold. Um, and it's that's kind of what Ovumcron is at this point. Is it's not not nearly as dangerous. Everybody gets it, um, and it spreads really easily. So, yes, maybe yes, sort of. We will we will get herd immunity from the the former ones. Do they have information on like how somebody? So say somebody does get Omicron, like how their immunity is to the previous variants. So they're they're saying that you know if you get Omicron you may still be susceptible to Delta, but the prevalence of Delta has gone down drastically because of Omicron. Um, so they're still looking at that. They they think Omicron will pretty much inoculate the population at this point. So yay okay. yay for Omicron for that point. <laughs> We'll give it that. Yeah, we'll give it that. We'll take it. <laughs> so do you have any other uh, message for people this week, Vaughn? You know, stay healthy and stay warm out there. I know a lot of people, because it's so darn cold here in Wisconsin in the winter, a lot more people spend time inside. Just be cognizant mm -hmm. of that when you go places. Um, some homes, some you know, public facilities don't have the, the air filtration that you might want to, to keep yourself healthy with. So keep that in mind when you're out and about. You know, if you have a purifier at home, run that. Stay warm, stay healthy. Those are my those are my last thoughts. Thanks, Vaughn. You bet. Thank you. Well, I went in for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcasts. If you have any topic suggestions or questions about COVID-19, you can send those to us at podcast at mitw.org.